This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. Are you a nursing student that loves the show Law & Order? Did you know that you can combine the practice of nursing with law? Well, our guests today are going to talk about two different ways that you can do just that. Let's find out together. Hey guys, I'm Adia Hansen. And I'm Corbin Smith. Together we are going to explore the nursing profession. With exclusive interviews from nurses working in jobs you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the College Handoff. Today's episode is going to be awesome. I'm super excited for it. So our first guest today is Cami Scheel. She's a nurse attorney that helps correct and prevent wrong convictions that may happen sometimes in the world of nursing. After her, we'll be talking to Jennifer Marudi. She's an appeals coordinator that's going to talk to us about the importance of advocating for patients and also how she works with insurance companies and hospitals to make sure that patients receive the best care that they possibly can. Okay, so today we are here with Cami Shield. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, sure. Uh, my name is Cami Shield. I am a BYU alumna times three. I um, so I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and then I came to BYU. I got my degree in nursing from BYU. And then I went on and got a law degree from BYU and an MBA from BYU. So I'm pretty blue through and through. <laughs> Bleed and blue. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and so you're a nurse attorney. Tell That's us right. a little bit about what a day in the life of a nurse attorney looks like. Um, so it's going to be different. Um, the great thing about being a nurse is that you can do a lot of different things, right? You can go be a labor and delivery nurse. You can be a med, med surge nurse. You can be an ICU nurse. You can do um, school nursing. You can do uh, psychiatric nursing. There's a lot of options. The same is true for nurse attorneys. There are lots of different options. Um, I know some who work in law firms. I know some who work for the government. I know some who work uh, in ho- for healthcare systems, so like in hospitals or uh, for long-term care facilities or long-term acute care hospitals. Um, there's there's a ton of different options. Yeah. And as a nurse attorney, how does nursing and the law mix together? How does that work? Healthcare is very um, intertwined with law. And, uh, and maybe I can give you some examples. So um, let's say you're working at a hospital. There are laws about... Um, payments, right? There, there are laws about how you get paid by insurance agencies, um, out of pocket, contract employees. You're going to have doctors who are working um, part-time. You need people to write contracts for all of them. You need uh, lawyers to manage the HR problems. You need uh, people to answer questions on medical malpractice. Um, there, there's just so much um, where law and healthcare meet. Um, policy is also a big area. So like if you think about it, um, the government, the Affordable Care Act, um, stark anti-kickback statutes, there's a lot of statutes that really influence um, how healthcare is delivered. 
and the payment models that are developed through our policies really impact how our healthcare um, is delivered. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your specialty. I recently completed a fellowship at the Rocky Mountain Innocent Center, and I did use my nursing a little bit there. Um, the Rocky Mountain Innocent Center is a nonprofit that's based in Salt Lake City, and they help correct and prevent wrongful convictions. So, for example, our justice system is founded on the idea that you are innocent until proven guilty, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we would rather have an, a guilty man go free than put an innocent man in jail, right? That's kind of the thinking behind it. The problem is that doesn't always happen, right? Some people who are innocent get wrongly accused and convicted of something that they didn't do. And so the Rocky Mountain Innocent Center focuses on trying to help them get out of jail, innocent people get out of jail. Some of their cases involve medical uh, cases. So um, they can be wrongful deaths, they can be poisoning, things like that. Um, So one of the things I got to do was to, to look at some of their medical cases and kind of dig through the medical records and see kind of like what my impression was of the state of the person at the time they died or um, kind of recommendations for areas we should look at to help um, find new evidence. You have to find new evidence to prove that someone is innocent. Um, so I got to do a lot of um, interviewing and reading and um, talking to people. And it was, it was really fascinating yeah. um, to look at our criminal justice system uh, through the eyes of of people who where the criminal justice system failed them. Um, and it was it was really interesting to look at that from a nurse's perspective. Yeah. What's your favorite part of being an attorney? Um, <laughs> I I love the idea that you you're like piecing a puzzle together. And that's why I like litigation, I think. Um, so you have to, and especially at the Rocky Mountain Innocent Center, right, you have to look at kind of what are the circumstances that that led to this person being convicted, right? Like what what is the prosecution saying about like why this person is guilty? And then you have to look at all of the documentation from the accused person and see like what is there to back that they were actually innocent? And are there things that don't make sense on on one side or the other? Um, are there things that could explain some of the reasons why they thought they were guilty? Um, it's fun. It's very, uh, it can be emotional. You can be really frustrated sometimes. Um, I do feel like one thing about nursing is that you, you develop a lot of skills that, um, you kind of, uh, you kind of absorb and they kind of just become second nature. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's hard sometimes to articulate that. Um, and so I think, like one of the most rewarding parts of being an attorney for me is to have like the practice to like slow down and take everything step by step and try and explain, you know, what I'm looking at and what's going on and kind of pull those pieces apart um, or build build pieces up together in a in a certain way that and help it make sense to other people. And um, that's been a challenge, but also really rewarding when I when I feel like I can make something coherent. And for students who want to become nurse attorneys, what what would you recommend they start doing right now? You know, I um, I felt like in law school, I was, op- I was exposed to just a whole new world. There's a lot out there that they don't teach you in nursing school because that's not necessarily part of being a nurse, but it's super applicable in healthcare. Um, and I, and I think just being exposed to different, um, to what's going on in the world, um, I think is really helpful. Mm -hmm. So for example, like I 
sign up for Google Alerts and I get uh, different things from different healthcare policy networks. And that's really easy. And when I have time, I can look at like what happened this last week um, for Intermountain Healthcare or what happened this last week. Um, Kaiser Family Foundation is a good, um, fairly neutral healthcare policy body that will send out here. This is what happened this week in healthcare. This is what happened today in healthcare. Um, So I feel like just staying on top or, or just at least being exposed, having exposure to the issues that our country is facing, that we're trying to address with our policy changes, um, I think can be can be really helpful. And just putting context into why why is the hospital making a decision to do you know one thing or another in terms of uh, reimbursement or patient care? I think I think it trickles down. I absolutely think that the policies that are set at a national level. Um, influence how I take care of my patient at the bedside. Interesting. Um, and the more I plug into different sources, um, you can, there's podcasts you can listen to. Yes. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's Levitt Partners. They do a lot of great uh, health policy briefings. Just being aware of all of that and and thinking about those things and, and I think is really helpful as a nurse attorney. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so after someone was to get their RN and then go through law school, where would you find job opportunities for nurse attorneys? Networking is probably going to be a, a really good way to find a job. You can also um, go to a highly ranked uh, law school that or a law school that has a highly ranked um, healthcare program. Um, I know the U has a pretty highly ranked uh, healthcare program at their law school. Um, you, and that can help plug you into different uh, jobs. Uh, you can do, and through law school, you'll have opportunities to do internships with um, a hospital or a skilled nursing facility or, you know, different policy places back in D.C. Or, you know, take advantage of those, meet people, talk to people, learn from people. Um, all of those can, can help open doors um, for jobs to really help her in like a legal area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such great advice. Any any other insights you would give students? <laughs> oh man, chart, 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 <laughs> chart. <laughs> Best part of nursing. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's hard, and it's it's so hard to capture all the work that we do mm-hmm. on a daily basis um, when you are running from patient to patient, um, from problem to problem, to family member to doctor to um, all these things. Um, Try and find ways to chart as you go. Try and find ways to remember. Um, try and slow down and be thoughtful when you're writing. Um, listen to your nurse professors, your nursing professors. Um, read examples of how not to chart. Um, that will also, I think, help be helpful. Like as a nurse, you know, being involved in discussions on the floor, it's really easy to get tired and you just want to leave at the end of the day or you don't want to come in for an extra meeting. But I, I think there is value in getting involved, getting um, getting involved in, in the policies on the floor, getting like trying to look for ways to help improve care for patients, improve the processes for nurses and um, pharmacists and um, doctors. I, I think there's a lot of value in that. And if someone wants to learn more about being a nurse attorney, where would you recommend they reach out to? Um, so you're welcome to email me. Um, my email is uh, Cami C A M I R S at B Y U Law dot net. Um, you can reach me there. Sweet. 
thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Before we go any further, we're going to take a second to plug our Instagram accounts again. Go follow us at The College Handoff to get a first peek into our weekly episodes. And then while you're at it, give us a follow also at BYU Nursing to see pictures of your friends and updates about the BYU College of Nursing Movie of the Week program. Now back to the show. This is Emily Subbanen for Corbin and Adia today. Today we have Jennifer Maruri and she is an appeals coordinator. So how are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm great. Anyway, yeah, we're super excited to have you here today. So first off, can you tell us what you do as an appeals coordinator? So an appeals coordinator is um, an advocate, so to speak, for the hospital. When we admit a patient to inpatient versus observation, the insurance companies often try to say that the patient doesn't meet criteria uh, to be an inpatient. And so my job is to argue that, yes, they should have been an inpatient. Uh, the reason why we want to argue that is because we, as a hospital system, get paid more money if we can show that they're an inpatient versus like an outpatient or observation. That's awesome. That's so exciting that you get to be that advocate for the patient. So what are some of the day-to-day things that you do as an appeals coordinator for your hospital? So we take uh, cases that have been denied already. So when when somebody's admitted to the hospital, there is usually an RN or a utilization review coordinator who submits that case to the insurance company. The insurance company turns around and says yes or no, basically yes or no to the inpatient. So from there, we'll take that case and we'll, I, I review the chart. I, I look at why we think they should be inpatient. And I actually write a letter that is submitted to the insurance company along with the medical records. That's so cool. Were there any particular experiences that you had with patients that led you to this position, if that makes sense? Uh, it wasn't necessarily like a patient experience. It, I, the, that first position that was outside of clinical, um, it kind of just fell into my lap. Um, it wasn't something I was actually seeking out. I was working as an ER nurse and I loved the job. It was mm-hmm. a great job. But as most nurses know, you know, if you're bedside, you don't get weekends off. You have to work holidays a lot. And as I started to have a growing family, you know, that that puts a strain on the family. Mm -hmm. You also work very strange hours a lot of times. I was working a lot of afternoons and midnights. So it was it it was the type of position I was looking for or that kind of just fell into my lap was A, it was a remote position, and B, it has more normal hours. So no holidays, no weekends. Um that that type of thing so you know you don't get to work with patients you don't get to see your patients but you sure do read about them you still keep your clinical knowledge intact because you're reading the charts every day so what are the educational requirements for being an appeals coordinator you don't have to go to law school right correct uh it's you you should have a bachelor's degree so i have a co-worker and we're both rns bsn's I've seen some people with master's degrees in this position, but you don't have to have a master's degree. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you need to have some clinical experience. So I would say at least five years of clinical bedside experience and in at least a variety of settings because you are reviewing patients from ICU patients to, you know, your typical observation unit type of patients. So mm -hmm. you need to have a firm understanding of what's going on wherever that patient is um, coming from. So going along with that, what are some of the skills that you use the most in your job that you learned in nursing school? Um, honestly, it's it's the disease process. It's It was learning that pathophysiology, mm -hmm. learning uh, what typical workups are for certain diseases, what treatments are, because as I'm arguing a case, I have to kind of have that idea and be sure that we provided the proper treatment and proper care. Mm hmm and, and then how, you know, this patient happens to have um, a diagnosis, like a longstanding diagnosis that's going to affect his acute care. Mm -hmm. So it's putting the puzzle pieces together a lot of times like the doctors do really and saying this is why we need an inpatient because all of, you know, all of these diagnoses put together and their comorbidity, this is what's making this patient more high risk and thus, that's why we need them inpatient for their treatment. There are certainly a lot of positives, like you get a pretty normal schedule, you get holidays off, weekends off. I'm done at the same time my husband's done working, so like we have our evenings together with the family. It's really nice. And um, my particular position too, it's a very, we're very independent, we're not micromanaged. Uh, you know, they count on us to do our job and we and we can see the results of what we do. We actually can run reports and see that because of the work that we've done and the appeals that we've won, we're bringing the hospital like it was over $12 million last year because of the work we did. So um, that part's really satisfying. So last question, if you could talk to your undergraduate self, what would you tell her? I, I would say that it's okay to look outside of bedside for a nursing career. Like there's so many opportunities. I think that's what I never realized. I mean, there's a lot of places to work as an RN and you think it's all within the hospital or maybe a clinic, but there's so many other options out there that, you know, don't limit yourself to just the hospital. A lot of insurance companies hire RNs. Um, obviously, you know, there's what I do at the hospital. There's third party um, companies as well that help hospitals do this type of thing. So there's all kinds of opportunities if you get burned out on bedside or if like me, it just works better for your family to not do bedside. There's lots and lots of opportunities out there that aren't necessarily a bedside nurse. I think that's so important for them to know that there is a way to do what they love and work with patients from home. So I think that's super cool that that felt that that opportunity fell into your lap. So Jennifer, what is an email that students could use to reach out to you if they have any questions? Uh, you can reach me at my email. It's Jennifer Marudi. I'll spell that J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-M-A-R-U-R-I at gmail.com. Thanks so much for coming and talking to us, Jennifer. We seriously appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for hosting, Emily. How did your interview go? 
Yeah, Adia, it wasn't a problem. It was super fun. Uh, so yeah, I got to talk with Jennifer about how she advocates for patients. And I think it's awesome that she really ensures that patients get the adequate care that they need. It's really crazy how nursing always seems like it's tied into the patient. And the patient is always, always the number one priority. And that's my favorite thing that I've learned about nursing throughout this whole thing. But Adia, what about you? How was your interview? It was so fun. I love talking with Cammie about how she works with nursing and the law. It's such a unique field that she's in. And it was really neat to learn about that. I'm glad you had such a good interview and that you learned so much. I'm excited to listen to it. But... Our favorite college handoff listeners, you have once again reached the end of another podcast. And before we sign out for the day, we wanted to give you guys a shout out. You guys have been incredible listeners. We now have listeners in 22 states, and you won't even believe this, but in four countries as well. We are so grateful for all of you taking the time out of your weeks to listen to us, to learn a little bit about nursing, and to further the understanding that you have about the different fields and hopefully make a decision of what you want to do one day. But thank you again, guys, and this has been the College Handoff. See you guys next week. Hey.